We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home. And a simple way to get it, Rocky can. Going to be honest, a little surprised by the Heisman finalists. Not Caleb Williams so much. Actually, not even Max Duggan was a little surprised to see Stetson Bennett made the list for a loft. Yeah, you, me, and everybody else who follows college football. Stetson Bennett, the fourth, what's he doing there? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's like a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, I, I think I, you're right. Which is I one way, I guess, or is it something where voters, who we know there's about approximately mm, 5 million of them who vote for the Heisman, looked at the number one team in the country, looked at the quarterback, you know, who's the quarterback for that team? Boom, Stetson Bennett. But then he should have yeah. gotten it last year. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing is, his numbers are, he does have a lot. He has 20 touchdowns and six interceptions compared to Caleb Williams and Duggan are all in the 30s. Sorry, did I mention C.J. Stroud is also And C.J. Stroud, yeah. There's all these guys with bigger numbers. So I I think the Stetson Bennett thing is not based on his production. But you know what? That being said, like, I don't want to denigrate Stetson Bennett. He's had a great, great career. So of course. the problem is, I, I think. But does he seem like the Heisman Trophy winner? Is no, that... no, no. But I think people are putting him in as a third place vote. I think the question, and, and I'll have you answer this, is who should have been there instead? Well, in New York, that is. So, I think Hendon Hooker should have gotten another look. I, I understand, and Blake Corum would also be another yeah. person. Now, the thing is about Corum, though, is that he really didn't play very much outside. Uh, tried to give it a go valiantly but really was not the story for the biggest game of the year for Michigan and the reason why they are where they are, right? Yeah. Because I mean, the rest of Michigan's schedule, besides, you know, Penn State, was not exactly gangbusters here. It'd be, a, it'd be an awkward situation. Yeah, to vote most for important game of the year, you were, you were not a factor. Yeah, the, in fact, the only important game of the year for Michigan, he probably would have been great, and he, if he was healthy, he probably would have gotten the invite. Maybe if he ran for 200 yards, even could have won. Because I don't think... Yep. The two frontrunners, Caleb Williams and Max Duggan, you know, they both lost on championship weekend. I think there was a lane for a third candidate, but, it, you know, Corum just wasn't there. So Caleb Williams, I think, is talent-wise and, like, what his ceiling yeah. is and what, and you know, it feels like Caleb Williams is going to be a part of our lives for a long time. Now, anything can change. But if he plays like he did this year or gets better, he's likely going to be the number one overall overall pick in the NFL draft, and he's just going to be a part of our lives. So do you give the Heisman to him, or does Max Duggan really have a good, a really good case? I mean, he's an excellent case. Well, don't do it because you think you're going to reward Caleb the next year because it never works out that way. It never. Yeah, no, you you have to just, if you think he's the best player, then you have to give it to him this year. I just don't think this crop, quite frankly, is like all that strong. It's not that inspiring. No, let's give Caleb a little credit. Duncan is is inspiring. That's a great Well, that was great, but let's not, Caleb Williams was hurt against Utah, and he was scrambling around and threw that 50-yard bomb in the air that looked like he was throwing it away. That was a pretty courageous action. And as far as the talent, he was a wizard all year. He did it himself. Now, Duggan's a great story, too, but Caleb Williams was unsackable and could still, 
he did these NFL Patrick Mahomes things. So again, like we don't want to denigrate these guys. I know you're a huge Caleb Williams fan, yeah, as am I. All of them. So I mean, listen, Maggie, look at these stats: four thousand yards, thirty-seven touchdowns, four INTs. I mean, how? <laughs> it's pretty. Ridiculous. I mean, how? How can you knock the Heisman voters for voting that guy Heisman? There's almost like you can't go wrong with either guy. Okay, but you and I talk about this a lot, which is off the air generally, but. What do the numbers mean anymore? Yeah, spread you know, offense. Because Lincoln Riley. I mean, Lincoln. Well, Lincoln Riley created Kyler Murray, created Baker Mayfield. Now he's created Caleb Williams. Yeah, I mean, so it's a system. I guess it's the system, but also like these numbers are so gaudy. Is it, you know, like what does it mean? And that again sounds like I'm taking away from Caleb Williams. I'm not trying to do that or taking away from Max Duggan. But we get caller after caller who tells us all the time that the Big 12 stinks or it's not worth it, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I I just look at these four guys and I'm like, eh, I don't. I'm I'm not super inspired. I I I said this is this is bad. I sound like a hater. I don't mean to sound like that. I think that I would actually give it. I would probably give my vote to either Caleb Williams or to Max Duggan, and maybe to Max. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't go wrong with either. I think Caleb is going to win for sure. He's a huge favorite in Vegas. I would probably go Caleb Williams just because he's a better player. Yeah, he's excellent. That, I, that'd I'm be my gonna... sole reasoning. But how many times is it a no-brainer? I mean, obviously Joe Burrow was a no-brainer. But was Devontae Smith such a no-brainer? He was part of that system at Alabama where they were just churning out yards, and Mac Jones had a great year, and the year before that, it was Waddle, and you know, you go, I'm sorry, it was it was Henry Ruggs and Waddle and Jerry Judy, so I don't know, it, there aren't a lot of no-brainers to me, not in today's NFL, I think you hit it, with the spread, every Ohio State quarterback throws 40 touchdowns. You said not in today's NFL. Not, and not in today's NFL, <laughs> yeah, I know, that's what slip. it seems like, right? The one, that, the one that knocks me is it shows you how crazy stats are, Dwayne Haskins, and I'm pulling up his stats, he did not win the Heisman, but he threw, uh, I got to get his, I think he threw 50 touchdowns at Ohio State. 50 touchdowns. Yeah. They don't play 18 games. <laughs> they play 13 games at most. It's just crazy what offense has done. Do you have a problem with quarterbacks being the guys who win it all the time? Um, I just understand that's sort of the way it goes. Um, but we had a we had a run there where running backs were getting it. Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram. I mean, Devontae that's Smith, you mentioned. Thing. Well, there's just been two running backs this entire century. <laughs> I understand. You just them. <laughs> I guess I just uh, I can't get mad at it because I understand this is the world we live yeah. in. So Dwayne Haskins, fifty TDs, eight interceptions. So what do you do with these numbers? Well, eight five five two one two four CBS, eight five five two one two four two two seven. I imagine a lot of TCU fans who've been calling defending TCU would think that Max Duggan should win it. Here's my question though: like in the NFL and other sports, whatever, like N- MVP. Is is it goes to the quarterback because it's the most valuable position, so therefore it's likely to be the most valuable player. The Heisman is the best player in college football, so you can't tell me that every year the best player in college football is a quarterback. Yeah, it's not. The, it's not most valuable college p- player. It's the best player, and every year to QB, it just feels. It just I don't know. It, it feels like it, it's just too lazy. Like lazy. it's too obvious. Right? Because especially in college, there are guys who dominate. On both sides of the ball mm. in every position, linebackers, safeties, uh, uh, you know, defensive ends, wide receivers, running backs, guys who just dominate, and you're just going to give it to a quarterback because it's the most important position. It just it doesn't feel right in college. MVP in, in NFL, I don't care. Give it to a quarterback every single year because nobody's more valuable than him ever, really. But not in college. 
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227 if you had a problem with the Heisman. Um, got a little breaking news. You want to hear it? Yeah, hit me. According to Adam Schefter, Breaker Mayfield was claimed on waivers today. Oh, Rams? You got it, buddy. The wow. Rams, for league sources, they now inherit the remaining $1.35 million on his contract. He's expected to fly to L.A. by tonight. He could play Thursday night against the Raiders. I'm telling you, the Raiders' ascent here is going to be crazy. Stu, I see you in the control room. Stu just popped up just like, yep. You want to face Baker Mayfield? I bet. Wow, well, um, no, 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 no. Baker Mayfield, who arrived on Tuesday night? Yes, I, I, I'd i sign up Have for that. Have you watched uh, Perkins play? It's bad. No, I know. And Wolford, and Wolford just yeah. couldn't stay couldn't stay on the field. Uh, they'd love to go Wolford, I'm sure. And he was not bad. So this is just desperate. But what's the point? Why not? Well, I guess you don't have a draft pick, so you might as well try and win any game you can. So Stafford is out for the rest of the season, yeah. basically. Wolford, you mentioned, is the neck injury. So there you go. Also, if Mayfield signs elsewhere, according to Adam Schefter, the Rams could get back a compensatory draft pick. Oh, and- that is so unfair. I love it. They're, they're playing checkers. <laughs> Spared everyone else's chest. I would love to know, is there a way to find out uh, what other teams try to claim him? I don't, I'm sure that will come out. I think so. Yeah. But I, sure. I don't know if it's public. I w- and still, like, a little bit weird to me that the Niners didn't even... The, Kyle Shanahan said no. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that between Brock Purdy now and Josh Johnson, I think they feel like they're fine. Well, they're not, but like mm. with the defense, with the skill position players, they just need someone who knows the system as opposed to Baker, who's got no connection to Shanahan, no connection to Shanahan assistants. Like, I guess maybe Stefanski runs a little bit of what of what Shanahan ran, but like you oh, need... Oh, yeah, Stefanski runs a full Kubiak. Like, he did, they run the same thing. I know, but you need some... Wouldn't you want somebody who was like a little bit, knows the system a little bit more like Josh Johnson, who's been there? Josh Johnson has been in San Francisco? Yes. Oh my God! Of course he has. How many teams? He's been, been with there? everybody. Yeah. The guy literally has been like with every team. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't love Baker right now, but if there was a better quarterback to bring in, then I would consider it for San Francisco. I just feel like that is that's it. Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson is not a strong quarterback room, as you know. And I'm 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 of the camp that Brock Purdy can do this. I've decided. I've convinced myself Brock Purdy can. Oh yeah. Get them. You're Super drinking Bowl. the the Brock Purdy. I'm full on. I've had wow. 48 hours to jump off the Brock Purdy bandwagon, and I'm not going to do it. Well, you're a backup quarterback guy, so I imagine that the Brock Purdy would be right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, listen, when your starting quarterback is a backup quarterback <laughs> like San Francisco, like Jimmy G should be, and yeah. is playing like, yeah, I'm. It's okay, but you're talking only about who on, else? Only in San Francisco could this work. Where else is San Francisco going to go? I love the fact we turn a Baker to the Rams conversation into a San Francisco conversation. But where are they going to look? You're going to bring in Cam Newton? You're going to bring in Colin what Kaepernick? What are you going to do? I was wondering about Cam, but... I don't see it happening. It's a lot taller First of all, I don't, I don't. I think Shanahan said no. I, I don't think they're going to go after somebody on the outside. Now, maybe he's just holding, you know, cards close to the vest and playing everybody, but... This is also the Niners, where every player gets hurt every week. So yeah, but that's not great for Cam either. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, has been able to stay healthy the last couple of no. years. Uh, so Baker to the Rams. Here's a question: Who do we think is actually going to be with the Rams next year? If you're talking quarterback, head coach, star defensive tackle, I'm assuming Ramsey's still going to be there. Let's leave him out of it for a second. Between Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, and Aaron Donald, who is there next year? So I think it's possible. I think Stafford is most likely. If this is like a real neck injury or something like that, Stafford has made more money than he'll ever need. Uh, already won the Super Bowl. People like Perloff think he's walking into the Hall of Fame. 
what do you really put yourself in jeopardy at that point if you're dealing with a neck injury? I know these guys are nuts. They're different than us. They're tougher. But still, does he try to do everything to get back? Do you know how old he is? He's 34. So? It's pretty early. Tom it's Brady r- has made everybody think mid-30s is mid-20s. What about Aaron Rodgers is, is 39 and winning MVPs? Okay, two guys. You got two guys. That's not really that normal. I know. 34 seems like an odd time to walk away from quarterback. Okay, so maybe he'll come back, but maybe it's a bad injury. Maybe he can't. I think Stafford is definitely a maybe. McVay has already flirted with the broadcast booth slash retirement. Yeah. Aaron Donald already flirted with retirement. Yeah, but those guys who come out, the coaches who come out and talk about retirement early end up coaching for 30 years. I don't know. I, I see trouble believing that Stafford or McVay will walk away. Jalen Ramsey's 29. He's going to be 30 for a cover cornerback. <laughs> See, Stafford at 34, also, it's Jaylen like Ramsey. he's 25. Jalen Ramsey, I mean, I know, I know it was rule about 29 and 30 for wide receivers, but well, I haven't what? heard that for corners either. Uh, yeah. You guys watch Jalen Ramsey this year? It ain't pretty. The team is awful. Oh, yeah, but he's been victimized. Well, I mean, I I don't know about that, but oh. the, team is, the team is terrible right now. The Rams are putting up one of the worst Super Bowl defenses that we've ever seen of all time. I mean, it's just, it's crashed and burned. Is, is it the worst? Like, I it can't think statistically of... statistically be the worst. This might be the worst we've ever seen. Yeah, they've won three games. This and they terrible. sold out everything for that tra- championship and, like, they have nothing... I, they don't have a first-round pick this year. And I know they give up a bunch of other first-round picks. Like, this team, like, I feel like gave up a lot for that one title. And it, it's almost like, it's almost like the Lakers. Like, you think about it, it's the yeah. same thing. I know. Yeah. Give up all your picks. Where's Anthony Davis? Money. Because I don't see the, an Anthony Davis oh, on yeah. this Rams team right now. But what, how, when do the Rams get back to normal? When do they get first-round picks again? I think Never. it's in 2024 or 2025. But I, there's, like, gaps, I think. So but next, next year, year, they have a second and third-round pick, and I think that's it. So wait. Next year, can they start tanking, like, for a pick? Because you can rebuild quickly in the NFL. Maybe it's time to just rip that Band-Aid and start all over. Don't bring in Tom Brady. Don't bring in any old talent. Just start anew. I know, Mr. Process. It's always the first thing on your mind. You're like, rip it down to the the studs for 10 years. I'm ready for the Eagles to tank, and they're (laughs) 11-1. You can't wait, in fact. This is going to bring you more joy. I'm not comfortable with winning at all. Let's start playing for more draft picks. Sam Hankey running the team. So what is the future of the Rams? You just described a very bleak picture. Well, no, I'm just questioning who's going to be back. I'm looking at a bleak picture right now. I could paint you a positive one if you want, that Matthew Stafford gets healthy, Sean McVay comes back, re-energize. Aaron Donald is back, and awesome Cooper Cup is healthy, and oh, they yeah, go Cooper back. Cup. They go back and and compete for another Super Bowl. There's that possibility too. That feels so remote. Well, you just asked me for a positive spin, and I just gave you sunshine <laughs> no. and rainbows, and now you're telling me you don't like it. I was really, I was really hoping for a oh, they can get out of this contract, that contract, this contract, and start over well, in 2025. They still have talent on their team. They need a better offensive line. Oof. But so do a lot of teams in the NFL. I think anyway. I, I think that's welcome a team. to LA Baker. That's a team that if they don't start <laughs> thinking about rebuilding at some point, like Baker, what if the worst thing they could do is like, oh, we kind of like Baker and keep him around. Build over, draft a quarterback as soon as you can. Start over. You don't think Bryce Perkins is their future? Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm, are you going to keep <laughs> Baker around? Maybe, maybe this is a tryout for him. I think it has more to do with the compensatory pick. That's, it's got to be like, like what's the purpose? They're not making the playoffs. There's literally zero benefit for him being there. Also, I don't know if Baker. Maybe Baker is willing to like accept being a backup quarterback. But I, I think at this point, he's not going to have a choice. Right, he's going to have to come in and compete for a job anywhere. Sure. It's also a lot of teams like looked at him in the draft and said, "Oh, I want that guy." Before the draft, and they 
hold on to that evaluation. That could be the case. Oh, first round draft picks always get second lives. Yeah, because they loved him right before the draft. They're like, wow, I can do something with this guy. Definitely. All right, so Baker goes to the Rams. Uh, let's go to the phone. Sam is in Georgia, wants to defend Stetson Bennett as a Heisman finalist. Hello, Sam. How's it going? Doing well. How are y'all? We're doing excellent. What do you have on Stetson Bennett? So I just wanted to say that the Heisman is not necessarily a statistical award. It's an overall performance and value to the team award, sure. which Stetson Bennett has exemplified, and all he does is win. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. All right. Sam, short and sweet. I mean, again, right, I feel like neither of us wanted to denigrate Stetson Bennett and what he's done for that team. Just the Heisman, really, you need a really, really high level of achievement. You have to have all that stuff. And in my opinion, and you have to have the numbers. Okay, so let's go back to last season. Stetson Bennett certainly has many moments, right? Go back to the national championship game, and what they did in that fourth quarter is excellent. No one will ever take that away. What's his Heisman moment this year? And I'm not saying you have to deduce it down to one moment, right? I'm not saying it – but but what's the game? It's probably the Tennessee game. Okay, Tennessee game. Where they kind of – Where they blew him out. Yeah. You don't uh, think the defense had a big part to do? They had a huge part, <laughs> right. yeah. So, like, if I'm asking who was the most important part of that game, but it's a fair it's a fair point, EJ. Guess well, what, like, a, a, against Missouri, didn't they have, like, a, a last-second touchdown? I don't know if he scored it. I mean, that's it was a kind of an ugly law, ugly win, but they, they kind of survived that game on the last drive. Totally, but I think that was looked at more as a negative for exactly. Georgia, even though they end up winning on the road in the SEC, which is always tough. I thought that was, like, a... Ooh, what happened to Georgia that night? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard, too, because Stetson Bennett probably will be a late-round draft pick or not get drafted, and he's playing with, I mean, how many draft picks was it last year? Eight first? Twelve or first two two rounds picks. He's probably got six first-round picks around him now. So the fact that he's so much less talented than the rest of his team, does that count against him? Is that totally, am I being unfair? Am I doing exactly what that caller said we should not do? You definitely did say he's less But I mean, you have, you have all these, you have the number one pick in last year's draft, and you have a top three pick in this year's draft. You have all this talent everywhere. It just feels like that kind of is, it works against you in a way. If you're not one of the top 15 NFL prospects on your team, can you really be the Heisman? That's a good question. Eight, I five, mean, Max five. Duggan is not, I mean, is not, it's not going to be a top. Yeah, well, I understand. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. right, you're welcome to weigh in on that. We get the news about Baker Mayfield is going to the Rams. Also, coming up, well, how about this? Our friend got roasted by Jimmy Kimmel and lived to tell the story. And we will tell that story to you next. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff in just a minute on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. All right, we're back on Maggie and Perloff. I got an urgent note this morning, Maggie. Yeah. Oh, wow. From our buddy. Nothing in this world is urgent. <laughs> from our buddy, Nick Allard is a meteorologist in the Seattle area who's up crack of dawn because, yep. you know, I, it's always raining there. So you have to let people know what's going on. <laughs> okay. And he goes, We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dude, rough one last night. I'm like, wow, this, uh, you know, a storm system coming in from Tacoma? Is he calling from a jail cell? Yeah. Rough one last night, but what 
what entailed, I would have never in a million years have predicted. I've been friends with Nick for a while. He's like, Jimmy Kimmel killed me last night. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, okay. What? So let's hear it. First of all, set it up for you. Now, this is Nick, who is a diehard Washington State Cougars fan. Diehard. So he's on the broadcast. Well, yeah, he's also a Washington Huskies fan. And a Huskies fan, yeah. too. But he's on the broadcast yeah. talking about the Cougars and their bowl game. And I thought it was actually a joke. I said, yeah, I know it like, is. What are you laughing at? I'm like, it's a joke. Jimmy Kimmel's going to clip this in front of us. Sorry, Jimmy. I didn't know you had a game. Jimmy, I know. Please do please clip it. And I'm also, I think it's awesome you get to, you get to buy a game. But sweet oh, Christmas. Boy. The Cougs in the Jimmy Kimmel LA you'll, Bowl. You'll get a lot of coverage on hey. Kimmel Show. There you go. Right? Oh, Nick is in pain. So, Jimmy Kimmel did get a hold of that tape. He did hear it, and he had some words for our friend. Now, listen here, pink tie weather guy. <laughs> Twisting around like constipation come to life. First of all, I didn't buy anything. They named the bowl for me for free. I paid nothing for this. It was, it was an honor. Only one living human being has ever had a bowl game named after him, and that human being is me. All right. Well, Nick Allard now is good enough to join us. Nick, it's been 24-hour whirlwind. What was your reaction hearing Jimmy roast you on a show? Well, what's funny is we were the the news team was on a couple of days ago because I think they did some kind of a montage of news anchors saying something like "Can't believe it's already December" or "December's already here." One of those deals. And so I was really hoping it was something like that. And then I, I saw that the whole thing was about me and my stupid mouth. I thought, <laughs> okay. And then I watched the whole thing and thought, oh, my gosh, I got destroyed. But honestly, I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. Oh, my gosh, Nick. It's such a, it was such like a, a funny, funny moment to know you as it made it even more hilarious. But here's a question. Do you really have a problem with the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? You, you, you don't no. like it? No. See, here's the thing. And first off, Andrew, I am I am a Coug through and through. I am not a Husky. I'm a Washington well, I State thought Cougar the, all the way through. Because you're in Seattle, I thought you had to play to the Huskies, too. Oh, no. I People hate me for that reason here because <laughs> I constantly put up Coug stuff. But, no, yeah, I mean, it, it. all I can say is I don't hate the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl at all. I just have a problem with, like, the 700 bowls we have that are from, like, the used shoelace bowl to the Cheez-Its bowl that I didn't know was real to the who knows it bowl and I don't even know who they benefit and I don't even know besides the the bowls themselves that make a bunch of money on it I don't know so I'm sort of just the old man get off my lawn when it comes to the bowl system that I know is changing anyways so that's where I was coming from with the Jimmy Kimmel bowl and I had never heard of it anyways but no it was more about just the the grand bowl system itself versus versus Kimmel he didn't do anything wrong now let me read a tweet from you Nick uh Please yeah. tell me that Matt Damon will be the Grand Marshal <laughs> that there isn't time for. That's actually a brilliant idea, and I wonder if they did that at the first one. Uh, I'd love for Matt Damon to be singing at halftime or something, and then for them to just cut him off, and then let me know if Guillermo needs an assistant. So it sounds like you are also a Jimmy Kimmel fan, which I like even more in oh, this case. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm totally a fan of his. I love it. I love his, his comedy, and I love the show, and yes, I love the, the running bit they do with Matt Damon. And so he was really, you know, the Jimmy Kimmel part was mostly made in jest. But I do, you know, the bull system is, is what it is. But I absolutely stepped in it because then CBS Sports this morning said that it is, it is the eighth best bowl 
of like the 70 that are out there. So it's obviously, it's it's already number one, an excellent bowl. Number two, I put my foot in my mouth and got destroyed on national TV. And number three, the Cougs are playing, which means we're going to screw it up and lose anyway. Oh, no, against Fresno State. Wait, Nick, so the question is, are you going to attend the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl? Well, I I wasn't. We're we're I, we're we're talking about it now. I feel like I probably should, and I probably should bring my pink tie. I just don't know if I'm invited because it's funny. The bowl itself, the bowl's Twitter account and the bowl's Instagram and all that uh, message me or not really, just kind of tagged me in a message and said, "It sounds like Mr. Pink Tie Guy is trying to score some tickets." And I was like, "No, I'm not really. I was just being an idiot." And so if, <laughs> If, if there were some game tickets, yes, I would fly down there absolutely to root on my Cougs because I am, I am a diehard Cougs fan because, you know, we don't, we don't always get the most love in the world and we tend to screw ourselves over a lot in our games. But um, I, I would definitely go down there if I had the chance. So, Nick, uh, I know you don't like naming bowl games after people, but we're thinking about a Maggie and Perloff bowl game. Now, you have to understand, we are from <laughs> – I went to an Ivy League college, and Maggie went to GW, George Washington, that has no college football program. <laughs> yes. So we're not okay. exactly the we ideal would be ranked number seventy-four <laughs> out of the seventy watchable bowls. If there was a Maggie and Perloff bowl game, would you, would you support this cause? Oh, for that reason alone, absolutely. Because, like I said, since I am a diehard Cougs fan, and we're used to losing, you know, I would I would a hundred percent go to the Losers Bowl and be there because that's probably what we're going to have to call it, right? If I'm if I'm associated with this after being involved with Kimball, it's going to be the Losers Bowl. Oh, Nick, it's so awesome. Let's do it. I know that it. You are now on Jimmy Kimmel's radar, yeah. by the way. So just know that every broadcast, I'm sure that you do. I know. So an intern at Kimmel is going to be probably assigned to the Nick Allard beat. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to get destroyed. That's why I put that message out there saying, okay, Jimmy, I owe you an apology. It's actually supposed to be a good bowl, but I don't care. I, I meant what I meant. I said what I said. No, no, no. Stick with me, being me. You're going to be on all the late night shows. Once Fallon gets a hold of this, you're going to be in carpool karaoke. Stay with it, dude. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, give me some dirt on Colbert, and all I have to do is start saying his name, and the intern's going to find me and start airing it. So you got some dirt, I'll say it. There you go. Nick, it's awesome. We love it. You popped up on one of our favorite late-night shows. Just the best. Good luck to your Cougs against Fresno State. Thank you, and thank you uh, so much for having me, guys. Go Cougs, and go whatever you guys name your bowl. I'm in. Just <laughs> let me know when when to be there. I'm in. The Maggie Perloff and Nick Loser Bowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's an <laughs> affectionate Perfect. name. Yeah. I mean, Nick is awesome. He's a meteorologist for KIRO 7 in Seattle and one of our friends. So, so cool. I mean, listen, if mayonnaise can get a bowl, if Cheez-Its can get a bowl, why not us? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at some of the bowls. Uh, yeah, like the Boca Raton Bowl. Is that a spicy name? That's where you go to retire, not where you play a bowl game. <laughs> I know. That's my aspirational bowl uh, to live in Boca one day. So <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so here's the question on this, right? Jimmy Kimmel actually didn't pay to get his name on the bowl. If that's true, what he said, think of all of the celebrities who are in Los Angeles, all of the people mm. who made, who left their mark on that city, all the industry people. I know Kimmel is awesome. This is not an indictment on Kimmel. I'm just wondering, you have a walk of fame that stretches miles and miles long, and the city of L.A. decided Kimmel was going to be the guy who was worthy of it? Well, Kimmel has the microphone to promote it all the time. Is that, sure. that must be, I mean, 
Okay, if it was the Leonardo DiCaprio Bowl, how would he promote it? Well, I'm just saying, like, you don't find you don't think Leonardo DiCaprio can find press? Like, you don't think he can find a microphone to talk into if it's the, you know... If he can find a yacht with 150 models, he can find a microphone. <laughs> yes. yeah. Do that on, do the press conference on the yeah, yacht. Yeah, have the 150 the miles behind you, and there'll be a whole press corps just to announce, for the announcement. Okay. All right. Yeah, yep. You think Denzel Washington can find a microphone? Like, people are going to come and hear what they have to say. The Denzel Washington Bowl? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, the you can't Jimmy name Kimmel it. Bowl? You can't name it after a dramatic actor. Listen here, actor. Pink Tie Weather Guy. <laughs> yeah, you can't name it after a dramatic actor like the. The Anthony Hopkins Bowl, like the Oscar Bowl. No, no, no. It has to be a person. I don't know. None of those feel right. We got to like figure Jack out. Jack Nicholson can have a bowl. Yeah, you can't handle the truth. Bowl. At least he's a sports fan, right? Well, what about an athlete? You could have named it after Reggie Bush or something. I mean, I know he got the trouble Air with Jordan. Yeah, I mean, well, Air Jordan has its own brand, the Jordan Bowl. No, but I'm saying something that's associated with Los Angeles. Huh? With the Magic Johnson Bowl. There you go. There you go. Well, it could okay. have been the Magic Johnson. Bowl. The, the Showtime Laker Bowl. <laughs> Here I have I have the Norm official Nixon explanation. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how they did it, right? Okay, this is the quote of why it was a Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Stan Kroenke, we're already getting into trouble here, designed Hollywood Park to be a sports and entertainment destination for Angelitos and visitors. We cannot think of a better way to bring sports and entertainment together than by collaborating with late night host <laughs> J- Jimmy Kimmel. Really? The whole industry city of Los Angeles, you got all of Hollywood there. This was the best idea. Well, Jimmy does get, during the NBA Finals, he always gets, like, uh, he gets a half hour before the game, right? Yeah, so there's a the, sports tie-in. I know, but that's because the games are on ABC. I don't know. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, exactly. The games are on NBC, Fallon would be doing it. That's not brain set. No, but surgery. I think Jimmy has established himself as a sports guy, right? Isn't he? I don't know. Bill Simmons used to write for him. Cousin Sal was there. <laughs> sure. I don't it's know. getting a little flimsy. I mean, that's what Stan Kroenke was thinking, and he's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Stan Kroenke. He's got great ideas. Uh, Michael is in Ohio. <laughs> Michael wants to talk about the Bulls. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Uh, I was trying to call in uh, yesterday towards the end of the show on my sure. way home from work, but uh, couldn't get through. Um, I was listening to you guys talking about uh, Ohio State and Michigan possibly playing for the uh, national title and uh, wondering if Ryan Day is on the hot seat. Yeah, we um, don't think he's on the hot seat. We think we think he's fine, but apparently there are folks in Ohio, a vocal minority, who think that he's on the hot seat. Well, I was actually in Columbus for the um, Ohio State-Michigan game, and uh, I'm going to tell you right now, just from what I gathered from being down there, if he were to lose a national championship to Michigan, I don't think the university will bring him back. I mean, Michael, think about what you're saying. I know. Oh, trust me. I'm on your guys' team here. I, I, I like Ryan Day. Uh, but he's, his record is impeccable. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. But everybody down in Columbus, they want to beat Michigan. And losing two years in a row, and then I couldn't even imagine losing a national championship two, two times in one year. Uh, it's not going to fly uh, real good Michael, down there but I, this is what's crazy about that. And thank you for the call. Appreciate the boots on the ground reporting. But think about what you just said, right? If they lose to Michigan in the national championship. So first, you would have, in this scenario, you would have beaten Georgia and actually gotten to the national championship, right? Yet you lose there, you've got to go. That makes no Three sense. Three straight losses to Michigan after Urban Meyer won like 97 in a row? Yeah, but one's in the national championship game, which means you got to the final game of college football. That means nothing. Apparently not. Of course it. I mean, come on. I'm not saying I'm sorry, that he gets fired, wrong. but the seat warms up a little bit. His tush is a little bit toasty. He gets a national title game? 
If he loses three times to Michigan in two years, his tush is toasty. But what about beating Georgia, the number one team in the country? Is yeah, this... that's nice. <laughs> Losing to Michigan three times in a row, it, it makes and him a little in bit in the thin. national championship too. I mean, that's like a yeah. that's like a double that, knife to the heart. If they lose in the yes. national championship game to Michigan, they can win the next ten games. The the games against the the Wolverines, and it still won't equal that one loss in the national title game. Jeez, I mean, what have you done for me lately? If you beat Georgia but then lose in the national title game, that's crazy to me. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Yeah, it's crazy because it's not happening. <laughs> I don't. And also, <laughs> wait, wait till you go to twelve games of that Ohio State Michigan game is going to mean even less. I'm just the reality of the situation. This it's going to mean less for the playoff, but it's not going to mean less necessarily for the fans because the playoffs are what ten years old, and the game has been epic well before the playoffs existed, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. All rivalries are vulnerable these days. Our buddy Michael Rosenberg at SI wrote this long story about how don't go to 12 teams because you'll lose Ohio State-Michigan. It's not true. The fans will always have that rivalry. I mean, he lives in Ann Arbor, but sure. 855-212. I'm sure he's wrong. 855-212-4227. I think he's right, too. I think it does take a little. It's going to water it down. I know Duke, North Carolina has persevered. Kind of. It's not, and, it's and, not the, and 68 teams make it, and Duke, North Carolina has persevered. I mean, it's not going to matter. Yeah, but Duke, North Carolina is not the ESPN centerpiece viewing that it was 20 it's not, years it's ago. It's not now just because college basketball isn't what it was 10 years okay, ago. Okay, but they just met in the Final Four. You don't think Coach K can show his face on campus because they lost? That game was, I mean, we talked about that for weeks before, after, everything. I know, but it wasn't, like, so dire. I know because Coach K was on his way out, but you know what I'm saying. It was, it, yes, North Carolina will always have that now, but it wasn't like, oh my goodness, Duke can never show its face again. I was so rivalry. distracted by Jerry Seinfeld and Ken Jeong being at that game that I totally <laughs> forgot about the rivalry. <laughs> Wait, that was the that was the ACC tournament game, wasn't it? No, no the, that was the regular season. That game. was the last game of Cameron. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, when all the stars were there, that was amazing. And it was weird because North Carolina destroyed Duke, but it was hard to, yeah, I think all rivalries are watered down these days. It's just the nature of the way sports has gone. But. I don't know. Talk to people in Ohio State and Michigan. I don't think it's watered down yet. 855-212-4CBS, but I get your point. 855 212 Four two two seven. All right, coming up. How many NFL head coaching openings will we have by the end of the season? If last night was any indication, two more spots might be open up because that was rough last night. We'll get into that and a whole lot more. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly served the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. I this one's so easy. I don't even. I, I knew it on Sunday, yeah, and it was so obvious. And the question isn't just who's going to be the player of the week, but is he going to be the defense player of the year? We all know it's Nick Bosa, isn't it, Stu? Just admit it. Or EJ filling in for Stu here. It's a Nick Bosa. I also think. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Nick Bosa. Stu, what do you have? It is not Nick Bosa. He was one of the candidates. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. As he is every week. Do you have another guess or no? Give us a position. Uh, Pass rusher. Okay. Uh, Pass rusher with oh, a big could it, Do you think Stu finally went with the Raiders because they're his team and now signs of life, a little Max Crosby, Chandler Jones 
combo platter? No, he's I think not he might. that self-serving. I think this is this this is this is the week. Miles Garrett, this is the week. Yes, I finally won one. Finally, Wait, no, no, no. yes. If you won that, I've won like three. Because that was your second <laughs> no, choice. You've won a million. I've won zero. You just said Nick Bosa. Well, I, that was my first guess, but my second guess was Max Crosby and Chandler oh, okay. Jones. So Chandler Jones, uh, three sacks, six total tackles. Going into the game, only a half a sack. Gets three sacks uh, against Justin Herbert. So he is the, this week's player of the week. Oh, just Chandler Jones, not just Max Chandler. Jones. No, okay. not Matt. I mean, Max I would have guessed that win too. a lot of weeks. That's true. Chandler Jones went to my rival high school. As we all know. I was watching that Raiders-Chargers game on TV, and my wife saw Max Crosby and said, wow, that guy's got a lot of tattoos. Is he good? I said, yeah, <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> yeah, and they basically, a, a lot of athletes, the camera, they all have tattoos. The camera, Chandler Jones is obviously a great player. And had a great game, but the camera loves Max Crosby. If you watch a Raiders game, he's like more than the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he is like the most filmed Raider player. Maybe him or Adams uh, would probably be one and totally. two. Amazing. Can't wait for the Raiders to take off here. All right, so... Thank you, Stu. Nice job. If we, okay, if you were sticking around on the last break, you heard Rich Ackerman with his CBS Sports update. But let's go back to it because this is the breaking news. Not the Baker Mayfield was claimed on waivers by the Rams. That's now old news because that happened 20 minutes ago. Now we have the new news, which happened five minutes ago, which is that doctors said that Jimmy Garoppolo does not need surgery on his foot. So if the rehab goes smoothly, that means he has a chance to return in around seven to eight weeks. If you want to count it out from the day that he injured it uh, himself on Sunday, that puts him staunchly around January 21st, 22nd, which is the divisional round mm. of the playoffs. So there is an outside shot, if everything goes smoothly, Perloff, that if Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson combo can hold the fort along with the defense, the skill position players, that Jimmy G could be back for the divisional round. Yeah, I mean, good thing the Niners have proven time and time again they don't need Jimmy G to do anything in the playoffs, so they could still win the game. <laughs> yeah. Remember that Packers game? Yeah. So I almost at this point I'm like, what's the difference? I'm just like Brock make Purdy. Debo just like have run Debo in the Wildcat or something. I don't know why you run Trey Lance at that. Trey Lance will definitely be back by that point. Run everybody in the Wildcat. Don't even consider passing the ball. Just sort of bulldoze the opponent. Wait, wait. So hold on. Let's unpack it. Jimmy G coming back. Yeah. This is a good thing for the 49ers. Is this even that's realistic? A, that sounds way, way too far off. It doesn't feel... If I'm an Irish fan, no, I don't I don't hear this news and rejoice. I think that'd be silly, right? Because uh, Jimmy G, if he comes back that week, is how do we know what kind of condition he's in? I don't know. And it's like, you know, I'm assuming that it's going to feel like a little bit of a rush kind of job. There's no way he's going to be 100%. Exactly. And also, in that scenario, I don't think the Niners are not going to get the number one seed. So that means Brock Purdy or whoever's playing quarterback already won you a wild card round. Right. Feels unrealistic that Jimmy G's going to come back from a major foot injury. Well, and be able but to think do about that. it. He could be on the bench if anything maybe goes yeah. south in the first half. Maybe you bring him in for the second half. Maybe he's like a little bit of a security blanket there. I guess. I don't know. I have the Niners as my Super Bowl pick, and this does not, this does not move me one way or the other. I'm curious. We should find out, will the Vegas odds change on the Niners for the Super Bowl? I would say no. I'd say it stays exactly where it is right now. Well, I don't think they changed much when Jimmy G went out. Did they not? I, I, I didn't see, but I don't think it was massive. I know the spread on the game, didn't. I don't think, changed a lot, which is crazy because they're playing Tom Brady next week. Anyway, 
Um, that, right. But that says a lot right there that we don't even think that well, the odds are going to change big I've time. I've got to double check. But the I other, think you're right. The other part is you just mentioned Trey Lance, who nobody is bringing up right now, right? Trey yeah. Lance is the forgotten guy. We talked to Debo Samuel, what was that, two weeks ago we interviewed Debo? Mm. Said, how is Trey Lance? It's like, fine. We see him around the building all the time. He's in good spirits. But he's like so out of sight, out of mind right now. And the idea that if Trey Lance was somehow healthy for the playoffs, to put him in that situation to me is you're asking you're asking for what you get, which is there's no chance that he could be yeah, successful. Yeah, I'm in sorry. That I, I totally just looked it up. Shanahan shot down Trey Lance. He's saying he won't activate him. There's no chance. You would yeah. not put a second-year guy in that situation, especially yeah. one who's barely played even before this. Yeah, I, it, this is just – forget – I'm not even going to get – my hopes up for Jimmy G. And if I was a Niners fan, I would not just commit to Brock Purdy. Don't give me the seven weeks to Jimmy G coming back. Oh, I think you're, I think that's not how 49ers fans. The are divisional thinking. round. Yeah. I think that you have Jimmy who's shown that he can come in with basically no prep, yeah. just like he did. He had no off season. I mean, the guy was basically not even invited to meetings. He was like in a separate field in the 49ers and then comes in after Trey Lance gets hurt in week two, and it's like hits the ground running. I, I, if I'm the 49ers, this is the best. This is the best news I've gotten in the last two days. You realize in this scenario that Brock Purdy got you to the playoffs, held off the Seahawks, and won a wild card game. So obviously something's working here. Um. Well, let's see how these games look. Right. Like, do you think that there is no difference between Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo? That's what you're saying. I think no. I mean, I think a healthy Brock Purdy is better than whatever version we're going to see of Jimmy G in seven weeks. Okay, well, let's also, let's if the playoffs started today, Brock Purdy would have won an impressive first-round matchup against the New York Giants. That's like, the Giants are one of the weakest teams in the yeah. playoff standings right now. Saquon Barkley has been on a downward trend. Daniel Jones, nobody is afraid of. Their defense makes plays at times, but nobody thinks that the Giants are world beaters here. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if the Giants actually secure that spot. That's a great point. Um, I, I I do think that I'm hopeful that Brock Purdy can be just fine and give a very similar thing, maybe 20% less than Jimmy G. But the question is, is, Jimmy G, what percentage of the real Jimmy G are you getting if he comes back after seven weeks? Maybe 50%? Well, maybe not. Maybe, you know, you got to ask your foot doctor who wrote the textbook on Liz Frank's injuries. Yeah, well, apparently it's not a Liz <laughs> Frank injury. Right. Because if it was Liz Frank, he'd be out, out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not super psyched on this for the Niners. Oh. Yeah, I want to hear from Niners here. fans. I think that this is. This, you have hope now. You've got some hope. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Now you've got some hope. There we go. You're talking about Jimmy G. Yes. Now you have maybe something positive here. Even just as I said, that security blanket guy. If he has to come out of the, you know, come off the bench, whatever it is, at least you have another option potentially. The sun is shining finally on San Francisco. 855-212-4227. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.